0: always to presence like there's things I'd like to do I've been thinking about this like for I don't know four or five days since we last spoke and there's things I'd like to do and they're on my bucket list Mm -hmm. and they're all quite fun Mm -hmm. so I'm aware of the opportunities that I'm looking for Mm -hmm. but I believe that my goal is to find presence because it's not easy. It slips away really fast. I have probably I have a very strong monkey mind.
1: Well, I think when a lot of people are thinking about New Year's resolutions or goals part of the problem is that they're not happy. They they don't feel happy with who they are. So then they're going to make this big change that's going to fix fix things.
2: That's right.
1: Which I don't know. Is that... I come up with all kinds of goals and they pop into my head and I get excited about them and they're like a fun project or a fun direction to go or, or some, you know, fun self-improvement. But I think that the main focus of mine is that they're all fun to me or I wouldn't even try to do them. (laughs) Yeah. I don't feel like most new year's resolutions are fun ideas.
0: But you're trying like, well, I guess even right now, like, um, I don't know if you mind if I share about you not choosing not to eat meat for a while. Mm -hmm. And it didn't seem really like a goal, but more like a little quest to see who Tim was without meat or Mm -hmm. how you felt or, you you know, like just to kind of see how it affected your life rather than expecting a massive change of any sort, just a change you wanted to implement to see the benefits that would come with it.
1: Yeah, that's true. It's more like a a self experiment, I guess. Yeah, that was what I thought. I thought, I wonder what would happen if I didn't eat any animal products for a week. That's where that all started.
2: That's right,
0: and then it turned into this process that you you know you've been riding out for a little while now.
1: But I didn't wait till New Year's. I just started on. Uh, I think it was October 20, 20 something.
0: <laughs> well, that's right. Just and I mean you. <laughs> you work with me all the time and have a full understanding that time is not my thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I too wouldn't wait to new year.
1: But I can see how that would be valuable for some people because um, it's like a, it's like a, a hard cutoff. You could say, okay, so here's a line. And I'm going to be able to marshal my willpower because this is a new year. So you can you think you're, you're going to turn a new leaf maybe. And, for some people, that's probably pretty useful. Mm-hmm. I guess it's the intention behind it that's going to, that, that skips or that slips a lot of people up, I think, especially if they're picking something that isn't all that um, natural for them to start doing and, and they don't enjoy it right away. And they're going to force themselves to go to the gym every, twice a week or, <laughs> or or whatever, whatever thing.
0: Yeah. When you, when you, I guess when you engage in an activity that is a goal or a change of direction, there's a whole process that goes with it, that you strip off layers of yourself. And I, I've seen this time and time again in yoga, where people will start and then they will kind of just slip away once they see it working for them. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like they, the ego is like, "Oh, this is cute, this is cute," till you get to the point of cementing it, and then the ego freaks up and, like, "Nope." <laughs> Back to old patterns.:
1: <laughs> Well, especially once, the, once that really fun, new phase at the beginning and it, it goes and it starts to become a little more work to keep it up. And then if you don't have, if you don't have some good, solid uh, intentions or motivation behind it already then it can just totally evaporate. I guess motivation is kind of a, motivation's an
0: illusion. Oh, yeah. Well, it's all an illusion. But, so but yes, especially motivation. motivation. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all what motivates you. Mm-hmm. Like, what's your currency? And I mean, like, as silly as this sounds, the motivation for teaching for me is the sound a person makes when they're connected with their their heart when they're in their in their breath when they're in the presence like that sound is a huge motivation for me to sit in a classroom with and teach
1: yeah because well and it's also what you choose to look at right that's right because you you could go into a classroom and you could be looking at the negative things about that particular group of people (laughs) Uh, there's always something you could be looking at that's negative. Oh yeah. Or you can be looking at the positive things. So you're choosing to hear the, the sounds that people make when they're, when they're meeting themselves, but you could be yes. choosing to listen to some other sounds that are in there too.
0: Oh, some days it's a struggle. Like, um, if The door's beeping in the store like relentlessly, or if like one of the staff's talking super loud that day, like it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. I can teach, I, I mean, it's beautiful for my students to be able to move through outside distraction during their practice. So I know it's beneficial, but some days if you're just in the right mood, yeah, that's definitely something that could get on nerves if the sound of the breath wasn't sweeter.
1: So, I guess if anybody's looking at setting goals for the new year, what would make them the most successful and actually like, what would make the most sense? Cause it is an opportunity to do new things with your life. But I guess being clear about why you're doing it would be one of the big things.
2: What do you want? Yeah?
1: Like if you, if you say, well, I, I'm going to go to the gym because that's what you're supposed to do. And I need, and I need to be in better shape because because that's what everybody else is doing, or or whatever reason. But those are all external reasons. That's right. That are probably given to you by everybody around
0: you. Yeah. Like my life would be way better if I could fit into a size two cocktail dress. <laughs>
1: okay. Uh, mine too.
0: <laughs> <You know? laughs> And it's funny because it's so internal. It's how you feel about yourself. I've been 300 and some pounds. and I've been 130 pounds. And, you know, sexy is a feeling that you have to induce within yourself, regardless of your size.
1: I, I really feel like most New Year's resolutions are people trying to get that feeling about themselves.
0: Well, kind like of. Appealing. You could,
1: you could kind of mm-hmm. boil it down to sexy, maybe. Like not, in a way.
0: Well, yeah, that's what they're being marketed. I guess
1: they feel a lack in themselves, mm-hmm. and this is their big chance to, like, you know, grind away it, grind away it themselves and get something done.
2: Okay.
1: Get get into shape or lose weight or quit smoking or stop drinking. Like, there's there's a lot of people that well, there's for instance there's. uh dry January or sober curious January or whatever you want to call it, where people try not drinking anything for a month. And when when I read articles about this, I realize exactly how many people drink a lot. Like I don't think about it all the time because I don't drink daily. Mm -hmm. But these people are are coming at this from a point of view of, I wonder what it's like to not drink two beer every day, which is just so... They're going to make this massive change of not drinking anything in January, which is could be good for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if it's sustainable approaching it from that angle. And then there's, uh, I think it's called Veganuary, where people go that. vegan for the month of January. That's a big thing in uh, Great Britain, I guess.
0: Like just to give it a try, sort of?
1: Yeah, I think so. So I don't know if if uh, you want to try a lifestyle change for just for one month. That's you know that can really open open new avenues for a person, I guess, and show them where they really are.
0: That's okay. right. And once you've experienced it, you know what it's like. Therefore, you have reference. Because mm-hmm. what if you drank two beer every day since you were eighteen? Sure, that's common. Not me cause I'm cheap. <laughs>
1: well and I just could I couldn't imagine feeling that bloated every night but that's just me
0: (laughs) or I guess I mean even look what we've seen with the book and people trying something for 90 days and it's greatly affected them so 30 days is a third of that so I mean at Mm -hmm. least they're trying right but meditation's in its whole other ballpark to me though
1: it is, but I guess what if you go to the gym for just one month? Like, I think people are too hard on themselves, and they have this this idea of perfection. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna like, okay, this is it. Starting January first, I'm gonna be going to the gym and I'm gonna get in shape and lose this much weight.
0: Look out, Jason! It, a exactly. <laughs> I'm an going <laughs> Sorry,
1: but then, but then it doesn't turn out perfect. And they miss, like they they go four or five times and they miss one and then, you know, they eat a whole chocolate cake or whatever. And
0: And literally, if you don't, like I've seen it, that people start to feel good and they stop. They stop when Mm -hmm. they feel good.
1: (laughs) So you think that's the ego fighting back?
0: Oh, yeah. Whatever space of non-deserving that the ego is keeping you in, whatever that space of lack is. Once you start to get to that point where, because I mean, we went 90 days because we knew it was going to be a concrete number. Like if you do something for 90 days, it's in you, Mm -hmm. but it's the magic number I think is 28 days. So once you hit that month long, you start to resist it, whatever that space. And I've seen it even well with a few people who have finished the challenge. Once that accountability piece was gone and the challenge was finished, it was like the ego kind of popped back in a little bit and was like, Oh, well we don't, you know, miss a day here, miss a day, you know?
1: I think one of the things is though, we think of our mind as being one uniform chunk, but it's probably more like nine or 10 chunks and all these different pieces of your mind, they have their own ideas of what they want to have happen. And they have reasons that you're getting your behaviors, get you something. So Mm -hmm. each one of these pieces of your mind wants a different behavior because they get something from that behavior. So if you don't uh, communicate with these pieces of your mind and and make peace with them, they're always going to be able to sneak up from behind and grab control. Absolutely. So one part of you Absolutely. is really going to be happy if, if you go to the gym every day for a month. That part of you is ecstatic. But there'll be another part of you that that is really not helping their story because they're a victim or exactly. or whatever reason.
0: That's right. Tight jeans are only for other girls, you know, yeah. <laughs> whatever. And it the thoughts can be that silly out loud, mm-hmm. but in inside hold great weight.
1: If there was any one thing you could do that would help with a lot of these things, it would be meditation because you can, you can uh, be more clear on your own reasons for things and you can be, more accepting of yourself.
0: Yeah, I'm more mindful of what you're putting into your body because that's another thing too. You can go to the gym every day for a month, but then what are you still putting into your body if you're mm-hmm. if, if you're only reaching that gym goal but you're not reaching your nutrition goals? You're definitely going to be sabotaging yourself in in what you can achieve. I've seen that before too.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you can build some pretty big potato chip muscles if you try. That's
0: right. I mean, and I mean, I'm also of the opinion any circulation is good circulation. So, yeah, I guess just doing something, even if you stick to it, you know, like just because that's another thing, too. Then they go to the gym for a month and then they start slacking off and then they get the opportunity to beat themselves to death in their mind.
2: Yeah,
1: that's true.
0: And some people, that's the reward. I, uh, over the past, two, I guess it's probably been three, four months, I've been working really hard on putting down my weapons. As far as speech or, you know, um, to be very mindful of what's coming out of my mouth. And uh, it's a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Because I like to use my weapons mostly against myself.
1: So that's that's basically... Um, a habit but it's also the parts of your mind that you don't normally think of as yourself right
0: Mm -hmm. well i mean it's it could be programming from that i've picked up from other places too like Mm -hmm. beliefs can come from the outside and then if you choose to believe them they concrete as truth so you can be told something and if you can find a way to justify that as truth something you've been told by someone else that isn't necessarily truth you can kind of adopt it
1: okay well that's that covers a lot of the things that uh, that are going to defeat a person when they like for any goal. It doesn't matter whether it's a New Year's goal or any other time. But I think one of, another big factor is just uh, plain—it's hard to, to get yourself to do things like inertia or laziness.
2: Because
1: mm-hmm. I'm one of the most lazy people I know, so I always cheat. I have to. I have to trick myself all the time because I want to do way too many things. And I've got, uh, well, I might have some willpower, but I use it up too much because I have so many things on the go. Like it feels like a limited supply and you wear your battery down and then you get to the end of the day and there's none left. So unless you, unless I've laid a trap for myself, it's not going to (laughs) happen.
0: It's funny because I've been using your yoga mat by your bed (laughs) trap. It works because I've been, I was kind of, I was doing maintenance yoga. So I like, you know, 15, 20 minutes here, 15, 20 minutes mm-hmm. there. And I was, it does not mean that that's good for maintenance, but when you get tight and then you're just maintaining a tight level, it's, mm-hmm. it's not deep enough. So yeah, I pulled out a Tim, Tim card and laid my mat right by my bed. And then when I step on it, I'm like, all right, here we go.
1: But I do that with all kinds of things now that I know the trick, right? That's right. If I want uh like for instance, right now I'm working outside in the cold, which means I want to shave the night before. Mm-hmm. So I've already put the razor and everything out so that I remember to do that before bed. Because if I do it in the morning, it's going to, you know, I don't know. That's a pretty specific thing, but it's terrible to shave and then go straight out into minus 30. It's
0: just no eyes. fun. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so So other than be grizzly Adams, you know, because even that one little thing at the end of the day, it's like, Oh, do I really have to shave before I go to bed? (laughs) It's like extra work. But if everything's (laughs) already sitting out there, then, you know, it's not as hard. So I feel like laziness is, it defeats a lot of people, not just me. Or you can call it inertia. If you don't want to call yourself lazy, you can just say the power of inertia from a, a dead stop, it's hard to get rolling. Yeah. So if you're, if your thing is, uh, I'm going to go to the gym twice a week, then you have to make it easy. You have to pick a gym that's close to where you live or on the way home or, or within walking distance. You have to pick a gym that has the right kind of people in it. So you don't want to, so you feel like you can stand going there or you might even be attracted to those people. That'll help.
2: Um,
1: you have to have the right music all ready to go in your in your phone or whatever, so that you just have your headphones with you and you have to make everything as easy as possible ahead of time so that it's just snap, I'm ready to go to the gym, and it's not that bad, but every single thing that's complicated like oh i forgot I forgot to put my water bottle in the car or you know all these things, they add up to well it's a lot of trouble
0: I think winter doesn't help
1: oh no, winter doesn't help. <laughs>
0: And I think maybe the, the new year's goal, just so we have something to live for past Christmas, you know? <laughs> all right, let's try and get those. Let's try. Yeah. I don't, I don't like gyms at all, at all. So I, if I'm going to take an exercise class, it's always a dance class.
1: Well, and I, I know there's a lot of people like me who the gym is just way too inconvenient. I, I've had a couple of gym memberships and I just don't go because everything about it is inconvenient. Um, I live out in the country, so it's far away. And then say I'm up here at work. Um, it's not a lot of time after work. I have all kinds of excuses why I never go to a gym.
0: They smell like rubber.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Some of them have people that are grunting and throwing weights on the floor.
0: <laughs> yeah. My, yeah. I don't think I've ever had the resolution to go to the gym, but I have joined a few choreographed dance classes in which I have a terrible time following direction. Mm-hmm. So it usually turns out to be a good laugh. It's awkward. It's fun. I like it. Do something you like for the love of God. <laughs> There's like a million and one ways the person could get in shape.
1: I guess that couldn't be stressed more, more is to do something that you like to start with. But a lot of people don't know yeah. what they like. Or they think they know what they like because everybody else likes it.
0: Yeah, like people who who just stretch. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what that what they're doing. Some but people like just... that though. Yeah, but I have no idea what they're doing. Is there so, an actual
1: stretching class?
0: Well, I think that that's what they should. <laughs> <laughs> Let me be careful here. <laughs> <laughs> um. I think that that's what they should call anything that isn't conscious movement. Conscious movement in connection is yoga. If there's no, if you're trying to outrun your, out your mind and, and stretching, that should be called stretching class. And Bikram. Bikram should be called hot stretching class of death. <laughs> you can edit that if you want to, but I like it.
1: <laughs> hot, hot stretching class of death.
0: Yeah, I've never understood that. Like people have actually passed away in in Bikram classes, and the word yoga means yoke or union. Mm-hmm. So and death is like the ultimate in disunion of your body and soul. <laughs> Don't but know. there, but
2: there
1: is there is an element of spiritual feeling to uh, to any hard exercise.
0: That's endorphin euphoria. Yeah. Which can can be considered spiritual, but so is MDMA, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and which also could be considered spiritual.
1: <laughs> but if you look at the, if you look at what you have to do internally to become, say, a marathon runner, an ultra marathon runner, there's something spiritual to that mm-hmm. process, whether there's an endorphin high oh, or totally. not. Um, just the 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 determination and the ability to push past your limits, all those things. So any, any hard exercise can have elements of that.
0: Yes, I mean, in spirituality, I guess if we break it down, it's just the spirit you're bringing to the table Mm -hmm. in the action. So asking yourself why you're doing it, why are you doing this? What is it, it offering you?
1: Well, maybe I'll have to go to one of these hot yoga classes someday and check it out.
0: Yeah. If you, maybe we'll send you in with a spy cam.
1: <laughs> well, it's Just a really popular... It
0: won't go with you.
1: <laughs> it It is super popular in some parts of the world. Not so much in uh, Rocky Mountain House, but...
0: Oh, it's popular in Rocky. I get asked for hot yoga more than... Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Bikram, when Brick, Bikram uh, patented his flows and brought it to the west and it appealed so much to the western mind to force through circumstance like so many people and yes it is spiritual to like hoorah and force through but there's an element of spirituality where you can just relax and let it be can you relax and just let it be you know are you doing this or is your action to uh to form another piece of your identity, who you think you are.
1: So many of our our goals are about fear and changing ourselves. So that that you can say that that's a Western idea as well, I guess, Mm -hmm. right? Because you're not letting anything be. Just the whole idea of it's January and I need to get in shape. So you're going to force yourself to be a different way
0: when the true act of spirituality is self-acceptance as you are.
1: It is the only, it seems troublesome though, that you would, a lot of people would say at that point, then you just accept where you are and no one would ever get it. You know, nothing would ever move.
0: I think that if you,
1: (laughs) so you think there has to be a middle path between the two, you have to accept what you are, but still be open to the possibility that you can be this other thing
0: or yoga would offer if you just changed your thought and your belief on it, would it become a reality?
1: Maybe. Well, so let's compare this to ultra marathoning. When you start out and you're like me and you're wimpy and you can only run, I could maybe run one mile right now. Mm -hmm. And then for a week I'd be really in bad shape (laughs) because it's winter and I haven't run at all. So, It's extra, extra bad right now. Um, So now an ultra marathon is going to be at least minimum of two marathons, which is going to be what uh, over 50 miles. And this is your goal. If you just accept the way you are, you will never reach that goal because you have to push in order to get to the point where you would be able to run even 10 miles. So how can you resolve the two?
0: Acceptance and action. You're right.
1: But just because I, right now I can't run an
0: But you accept it.
1: Well, right now I cannot run an ultra marathon. And I'm totally fine with that. <laughs> I, I don't feel bad about that at all. And I don't feel like a person who can run one is better than me, although they've definitely practiced some skills that I don't have. Exactly. So I guess the trap is what is your motivation for? For your actions, exactly, we're back to the motivation or your intention. So you're basically um, you're, you. The way you see hot yoga is the intention behind it is um, about the external and forcing yourself into a mold.
0: Um, I don't understand. Presence is hard enough, in just sitting cross-legged you start to feel like it's, it gets real. You start to feel your hips. You just sit in there, the tension in your shoulders, the tension in your neck, you, you know, five minutes of just seated position. You're going to feel your body. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand the element of the excessive heat in, in a bedroom practice.
1: Well, I, 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 feel like to me, it's more like the ultra marathoning than it is yoga. Yeah.
0: So, call it hot stretching.
1: But nobody would go for that. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily. No, the because um- <laughs> they want that. <laughs> the element of mystery.
0: No, and, and uh, that big old guru who, in his yeah. flame and booty shorts claiming that he's unlocked some sort of secret through the suffering of the external heat. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But whatever it is, whatever it is, at first is bubbling up in you for a reason. Mm-hmm. And can you answer that calling? Can you rise to the occasion of, you know, maybe to you running a, a marathon or a super marathon is going to be what really drives you spiritually. And and there's so many paths up this mountain. There's so many paths to self-realization that maybe that marathon would get you there, you know, like, but that's how your heart has called you to it. Do you have the courage to answer your, your heart is more than the courage to answer to a marathon do you have the courage to show up a weakling
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it's more the yeah it's that answering the because i mean if you're getting a call to run a marathon like that's not, that's in your heart you know i have zero calling to, <laughs> to run a marathon that's that's a and it would be it would be a spiritual <clears throat> anytime you do something hard
1: oh for and most of us a marathon is a real mountain
0: Oh, yeah, but you have to want to do it or you never will. Like, I probably will mm. never run a marathon in my life unless a bear is chasing me past a bunch of marathon runners. Like, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> I will not have a number on. I'm, you know, I'm built for comfort, not speed. <laughs> and just because it's hard. but And I do know some marathon runners. And it's in their hearts. Just like who wants to be a I don't want to be a NASCAR driver. Some people that's a spiritual experience. And they train for it, you know, like you have to get your poop in a group to be able to achieve that.
1: So there's another another thing to consider, or like a hidden truth about these New Year's goals, is if it's uh, if it's something that really isn't in your heart, you're probably not gonna find a way to get there. Or if you do, you're really gonna have to push.
0: And will you ever see results if it's not in your heart? If you're just trying to do what everybody else is doing and you're not listening to the call of your own heart?
1: Well, no, because you probably only make it three weeks and quit. (laughs) Just like the rest of us New Year's resolution people.
0: (laughs) That's right. But how do you know what's in your heart? You have to sit with yourself and then make your goals or your bucket list or your, you know.
1: There's quite a few things. Okay. Related to being an author that I feel like I should do, but I just don't feel it. I, yeah, I guess I don't feel them in my heart, so I can't do them. Like I should have a huge Facebook presence, for instance. That's what all the other authors are doing. And, and that would be really helpful for, you know, communicating about the book and all these other things. And yes, we have a Facebook group, but I just don't have it in me to build it into a huge thing.
0: Oh. I'm supposed to be like this influencer taking backbend pictures in weird exotic places if I really, you know what I mean? I've seen some lady that teaches Tantra and you know Mm -hmm. and she's standing there in her her corset (laughs) and that's cool, she's doing her I'm going deeper underground I've currently just made my, my classes invite a friend only I encourage people not to follow me because I'm half blind. I'm a lot of fun. But we're going to end up somewhere dangerous because I'm adventurous. You know, like follow your own heart.
1: And this is how you end up running from that bear.
0: <laughs> but everybody wants like life dominatrixes, you know, like tell you how to live it, tell you where to go, mm-hmm. what's the right choice, life coaches, life this, life that, you know, just live your I wanted to drop an F-bomb so bad. Just live your life. <laughs> and you know, because I'm in the spiritual circle, you go to these spiritual fairs and everybody wants to know about their past lives or everybody wants a future reading. Mm-hmm. And very few people want to take that power for themselves. And that power, from my understanding and, and from my practice, has been through the art of meditation, of getting to know Myself.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's funny because people are always searching for those things that you just mentioned, and they just spontaneously happen to me from inside myself, totally not looking for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have that information that's not necessarily all that useful.
0: No, to assign meaning. I mean, the mind loves it. That's brain candy. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. The the mind loves to assign meaning to. It's It's a a good story. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, in the stories we tell ourselves are truth. And I've read so many like neurosculpting books where you can actually reform your memory. Mm -hmm. So what's truth in the story you're telling? And what happens if you change the script and without action, start telling a different story? Will you start behaving a different way if you start with the mind first?
1: I think you have to start I with Kyla, the mind first. I'm a healthy non-smoker.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, Kyla, am a healthy non-smoker. I, Kyla, you know, over mm-hmm. and over. And I know until it just falls away. Recently, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a story. Since, And this is really what I love, stories, because people tell you their stories. And then you can kind of catch the undertones of a different story in their words. Mm -hmm. Like their perception of the story and the story are very different, right? Because they're just assessing it from space of being the character in the story rather than seeing it from the outside where you're just observing the character. And I had two clients that received gastric bypass surgery Mm -hmm. within the past three or four years. So two separate people. And one of them is the weight shed she was more joyful and accepting and more vibrant and she just kept losing and losing and losing and till she's at a very healthy weight and then the other lady started to feel the layers come off but it was very revealing Mm -hmm. so she almost would layer up more so she was putting more and more clothes on as she'd lost the weight And I always thought, like when I was big, I always thought being slim, I would automatically feel more sexy. And that wasn't truth. I almost felt more afraid until I could embody that feeling that I wanted. Mm -hmm. Nothing gave it to me externally. I had to embody it from the inside, and it was a thought process to arrive there. And what we think we want and what we want are usually two different things. Unless you can feel it, unless you're in it. And you're not clouded by the, by the mind's you know, reasons not to. Or reasons to divert. You might want something and then distract yourself over in the left. You know, I've seen that a thousand times too. Mm-hmm. I really want to go to the gym, but I've made up eight thousand excuses why it's impossible for me to get there.
1: See now, if they would have laid a trap for themselves. Okay. They would have fell into the gym anyway.
0: If that's yeah, is that really what they wanted? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know.
1: I don't know. I found that there's a huge difference between, in general, what my mind thinks I want and what I actually should get. <laughs>
0: that's right. Ten four. <laughs> oh, even people coming to class. Well they'll come to one class and then they'll start to ask you about all the other classes that you teach. Well, do you do more of a flow? I'm like, you know, I want, I want, I want. When this person, I'm looking at them I mm-hmm. can <laughs> tell by their body and the way that they just went through a slow practice, that they require a slow practice to find balance. Mm-hmm. So in presence, in, in my quest of always being to find presence, It's more of an adventure to see what shows up. Mm -hmm. Because like we said, what I want and what I need are typically two different things. Like I want everything to be peachy. Lots of money, lots of food, you know, not have to worry about groceries. or. In a lot of
1: ways, the old uh, winning the lottery syndrome would be the worst thing that could happen because then... If we're looking at this strictly from a personal growth point of view, all growth ceases until you've blown all the money, unless you grow from that experience. But you have no reason to strive, no reason to get up in the morning, no reason to do anything but go shopping or or whatever.
0: All your insecurities will still be there. Just under a bunch of Mm -hmm. money. And you'll spend it to your insecurities. So if you think you're, you know, you're too big, you'll just buy skinny. (laughs) I knew a couple people that won the lottery and actually was very blessed to have met them and, and they were quite good friends of the family. And what I had learned from them winning the lottery is that it was important to create a life that. If you had win the lottery, nothing was going to change.
1: Mm-hmm. So and did they change? Did they have that life?
0: Uh, no, they kept it pretty real. Like they only won two million or something like that, which is not extraordinary amounts of money. So they invested it well, and I they both still worked and they didn't have to worry as much. Like I think before they had won, it was a little bit more hand to mouth, but they seemed, but I, I believe it was a process. I really do.
1: Well, I really, I really missed the boat on this one. I should have made that my new year's resolution to win the lottery this year.
0: Well, I know a lot of <laughs> spiritual people who are working on it. Manifestation <laughs> of the lottery. I know a lot of spiritual people who are, you know, that's never been my thing.
1: I think that there's a, there's a big problem with this. If it was so possible and I'm sure it is possible, but if it was likely to happen for somebody to manifest lottery, more people would be coming forward saying I, I did exactly, you know, the winners, if you look at the list of winners, those are not people that have manifested it using uh, a mantra process or whatever.
0: I think there's a, probably have been people who have won.
1: Oh, well, I'm sure there has been. But if you, look at, if you look at the list of winners, like for instance, somebody just won a, a big one in Canada here a few days ago. Um, that's not a spiritual guru or, or somebody that's yeah. been watching The Secret for five years straight. <laughs> like that's not, it's not that person. So I, I, I feel like these people must be defeating themselves because it's not working
0: until it works I guess well maybe people might think that about that about my career for the love of God <laughs> 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 I was having a conversation that it's nothing but faith like I, I do not know from one month to the next if I will be able to keep teaching yoga or meditation or if the contracts are coming or you know will I have to join normie Land. And that's the thing, like, if you bring it into presence, I'm sorry, every podcast will say, meditate. (laughs) (laughs) Meditate! (laughs) Because if you're present, you probably won't be reaching mindlessly for the bag of chips. You know, even if you're present while smoking, you're going to taste that it's yucky. It's Mm -hmm. that mindless smoking where you're just suppressing your feelings or looking for the dopamine fix or, you know, it's the mindless, Eating.
1: Yeah, it's the mindless uh, following the pack and making a whole bunch of res- uh, resolutions for the new year that you don't have anything invested in.
0: And that's right. And, and what do you? And I mean, there's a lot of people who are ignorance is bliss, and it is, it's beautiful, really. But I don't know if there. I don't know if everybody's aware of. Their mental capacity—that they can choose what they want, that they don't have to fit into. I mean, mainstream programming is effective; it's very effective. So maybe you just make a resolution because that's what everybody else is doing, you know? But is it, is it answering the call of your heart? And I don't know if you can even hear the call of your heart if you don't learn to temper the mind.
1: No, it's probably a, a guessing game. You might accidentally stumble on it.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: I've always been terrible at that. If I if I do things strictly from a thinking about a point of view, it, it's always a, a disaster. Mm-hmm. In general, things work for me if they kind of just happen.
0: Mm-hmm. They just show up. And then it comes into your... Um, what you're holding mentally allows room for that for you to find what you're holding mentally. And mm-hmm. I mean, we could break it down to your vibration, the attraction, the law of attraction. But if you are open and present, um, things arrive. And what and what you believe to be true is. And what are you telling yourself? How do you become aware of what you're telling yourself beyond meditation? I don't know. I found some crazy things that I was telling myself that in my subconscious mind. And once I brought it forward to my conscious mind, I was like, holy shit. No wonder, you know, (laughs) I'm like this year is going to be the year for love. (laughs)
1: Well, it's not that crazy.
0: I hope it's self-love. I hope everybody's not just hitting the gym to find love on Tinder. And um, you know, like now that you can't find love on Tinder, I'm sure someone found true deep love on Tinder, but I mean, if you oh. feel like what's blocking you from love or that you are unlovable unless you are a different physical shape, like the problem runs deeper than the gym.
1: It's funny that you say that because the gym and Tinder are kind of connected. <laughs> At least I've seen, I've seen that in people.
0: You, yes. And I mean, where really, I guess, do people go to meet people these days? I mean, I'm super dorky, so it's like pinball clubs or like book clubs. Like I'm still old school. I don't know if people still do that.
1: Well, I don't know. Do you run into anybody at those places?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, well, <clears throat> I'm usually one of three girls at the <laughs> pinball of the pinball <laughs> club, you know. <laughs> There's me and four or five other other women.
1: This is exactly what I was talking about when I was saying Guys need to take yoga more often, seriously, especially if they're single.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, come on, <laughs> up up your chances here.
0: That's right. If You're a single woman. <laughs> get good at some pinball. Get you know a solid yeah. pinball game, or join a dart club or something. You know. So, so,
1: we're, our bottom line here is, you have to know yourself. You have to understand yourself a little better, or you're not going to be able to meet. You're not going to be able to set these goals very effectively, maybe it'll just be kind of chance
0: and sometimes that works okay.
1: but starting heading in any direction can be helpful because if you put it out there that you are you're trying to make this change of whatever sort and you put in an honest effort and head in any direction uh, you could you could uh, argue that the universal put things in your path that'll help. Yeah. So no effort is wasted if it's got the right motivation or if it's got the right intention behind it. Absolutely. Even if you had not a totally the wrong way.
0: Yeah. I've you done could, that a thousand times.
1: <laughs> you, you could say, I need to go to the gym and you start going to the gym and it's terrible, but because you're going to the gym, you're talking to such and such a person, they say, well, I just did this instead and this worked way better for me. And, That might be the thing for you.
0: Exactly. But you had to get to the gym to find it.
1: And that's exactly how come now I have these two kettlebells in my hotel room with me here because (laughs) I was going to the gym and it wasn't working for me. And somebody showed me how to use kettlebells and said, "You, you know, if you just buy one of these, you can take it everywhere you go. You don't need to get a gym membership. And that works for me. But I would have never found that if I hadn't been going to the gym to start with. Yeah. Because I'm just too lazy to go to the gym. That's my thing. But I can, I can uh, put a kettlebell in my path, same as the yoga mat, and the deal is done then.
0: You don't mind swinging that around? No? No, it's, it's kind of fun. Oh, good.
1: And it's fairly quick.
0: Yeah.
1: Work up a sweat fast.
0: Mm-hmm. Cardio achieved.
1: That's right. It fits in right after yoga. Yeah. Everything's good. Perfect. And I don't have to go to the gym. because
0: <laughs> Treadmills oh, are hell.
1: Well, it's I like, like the idea. Me. I like the idea of gyms, but I don't like the reality.
0: Eh. Yeah, no, I don't like walking in one spot and getting nowhere. All that out- output for no. Like I don't. I'll walk for miles in the bush. Like part of that, part of what I like about hiking is that if you make it out alive, cool. So that appeals into my pirate persona, Mm -hmm. but just to walk on the treadmill, plus I'm half blind. So to stay on the damn things hard and, uh, Nope, not for me, but I'll walk all day long outside. Uphill, downhill. doesn't matter.
1: Yep. And that's all on hold for another, uh, Three months.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Every, I don't know when the year is going to be. It's on my bucket list to cross country ski in the winter. Cause I think it'll help with my disposition. That's fun. I could do cross country skiing. It's like hike gliding, you know, same effect. And there's a cross country ski club in Rocky.
1: Well, there you go. Another way to meet people.
0: Another way to meet people. But I'm kind of like you too, like a lot of varying interests and time runs short. So between Mm -hmm. pinball and kids and yoga and kayaking, which also needs to be summer. I like boxing. That's fun. I don't know why we have this programming that we need to do terrible things in order to be here. Like things we don't like.
1: Yeah, it seems to be that we want to do things that, are, that uh, you could call suffering for sure in order to be worthy to get the goal.
0: Everybody asked me about how I lost the weight. Everybody wants this like great story about like going to the gym five days a week. And, and really, it was slow, gentle yoga, self-acceptance, and mindfulness.
1: See, So you literally did lose it. You let it go.
0: I let it go. Mentally. I mentally let it go. And that was the same with the brain tumor. I mentally let it go. And it left.
1: No, everybody, uh, I guess video games have this idea built right into them. It's called grinding. I don't know if you've played any games where you've got to go into a dungeon or cross a battlefield or whatever. And, and gamers call it grinding where you just you just got to do the hard thing long enough. You just keep going and struggling and going and struggling and, you you know, taking a little bit of ground at a time, earning that little bit of coin or whatever is in that particular game. And and it's just uh, known as something you just got to do for hours and hours and hours. And it is sort of fun, I guess, but you're doing it for a specific to get a goal, Right. And you you can't get that goal without doing that work. And I guess that mentality is kind of the same thing, right? In that you feel like you need to, in order to get where you want to go, you have to, you know, climb that hill and do the things. And maybe that does give things worth. Because you can't just walk over and have it. Like with the marathon.
0: That's right. You have That's to con- grinding. You have to condition yourself. That's right. In order for me to have gotten to this point in teaching There definitely was a period in which I grinded. Mm -hmm. I would run from one class to another. I would teach 15 classes a week or, and now I teach way less than that and I make the same or more money. You know what I mean? Like,
1: Mm -hmm. and that gives, and that gives where you've gotten to now worth.
0: Absolutely. Because I I showed up for, I mean, when I was teaching those 17 or 15 classes a week, sometimes I was teaching 15 classes a week to one or two people in a class, Mm -hmm. just trying to get my name out there and to show, you know, a different side of yoga through conscious connection and movement. And then now when I sit there and, you know, every week the class is full, the class is full, the class is full, there is a sweetness to it. And there's definitely a fondness to remembering the grinding and the posters and the, you know, Mm -hmm. there's a sweetness to it. But I wanted it bad. So the grind was worth it. It was in my heart. I don't think if I wasn't, I think, I don't think if I wasn't answering a calling in my heart, that would have felt good to do the grind. But it felt good to do it while I was doing. It. I felt like I was doing something. I was working mm-hmm. towards something, you know, that I was, it felt good to be in it. I mean, yes. I don't, I don't know.
1: These, are, these are all things to think about before we take on projects this year, I guess, right?
0: Yeah.
1: It'll be okay to do the work if you're headed in the, right, in the right goal, in the right direction for you.
0: That's so personal.
1: And maybe you just won't be able to make yourself do it if it's not right for you.
0: Exactly. Like, if you were beating yourself to death, are you really supposed to do it? And it's tricky. It's really a tricky thing. It's, I come from a background of multiple accounts of post-traumatic stress disorder. Sometimes if I want to do something, I can terrify myself out of it. But so this is a game I'm playing against me. Like it's just, that's life. It's a game I'm playing against me.
1: Well, and you might think that it's not something that you're supposed to do, but you don't know because that's the thinking mind.
0: Yeah. Like if you would have told me that I would have participated in co-authoring a book before doing a podcast, I would have told you you were crazy. But then it showed up. And then even to get it out of me, I needed the space to be able to get it out of me because you seen it was in me. But I needed to see it too, and it came, thank goodness, and it was beautiful, and one of the, like one of the greatest experiences of my life, and I appreciate it coming to me. But it definitely, you know what I mean? I had to let it out, and that was a mental process, and just feeling worthy enough to let it out, and and the worthiness is not not being afraid or not hiding or you know like my wants. To offer people meditation had to outweigh my fear of what people would think. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe people have picked going to the gym and they should have picked, you know, dye hair blue just so they can <laughs> let themselves out a little.
1: Well, now that you mentioned it, I think that's 90% of people <laughs> should go to dye hair blue. Yeah. Because I like blue hair. That'd make my life happier. And I don't have hair, so I can't do any.
0: That's right. You're living through others. If everyone could... <laughs> I guess goals are great. If they're, if they're good for you, if they really feed your heart and they're not to appease someone else, they're not to live within someone else's ideals or you're not doing it to be more valuable or more dateable or more lovable. If you can accept that you are those things as you are and use the opportunity to advance yourself as a human being, then you're not missing out on anything. Go Mm -hmm. ahead, run your marathon. I'll cheer. Woo! Look how fast Tim's going, you know?
1: Or go to the gym and learn to, and uh, slowly grind your way up to being able to lift a couple extra hundred pounds
0: yeah I have a friend that loves heavy lifting and he goes to the gym all the time and he loves it like he loves to be like those big boulder lifts and like he loves to lift heavy stuff and it and it feeds his heart and he should be there and I'm happy that those gyms exist for him I know a lot of men that have gone through divorces and found solace in the gym just because of the endorphins not getting lost in their head, they're exercising their body. Right. Mm-hmm. So not, i definitely don't want to, you know, if anybody's listening out there and owns a gym, like, I'm glad you're there for the people who really want you need you. and
1: Yeah. I guess if anybody that is listening, just hopefully some of this has been helpful, but I thinking, or not necessarily thinking about your goals, but feeling, feeling your goals, working through, doing the internal work, not just the external stuff. Like why Why is it that you want the things? Why is it that you think running a marathon would be a good idea? And maybe you maybe you don't really know until you start thinking about it. Yeah. But even if all that does is give you some additional reasons, that might be all it takes to keep you moving forward because there's there's that uh two-week period where every things always get hard after two weeks (laughs) because the initial excitement wears off and that that at that point if you haven't uh if you haven't figured out a good routine or if you don't have some good reasons behind it you might you might just give up and uh go back to sitting on the couch or whatever you were doing before
0: i mean if you're quitting substance the dopamine that you're receiving from the habitual use of the substance is going to completely reduce. And then you're sitting there because if you do have substance issues, the serotonin is quite low as well.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And there's that gap in which you need to build your serotonin or seek the dopamine from other places. So some people that quit a substance will just transfer Mm -hmm. it to another area unless they, they can find a way to deal with those low levels of dopamine. And even with the gym, if you're very sedentary and you have lower levels of, of, do, of serotonin, and you start going to the gym or you start meditating and building up that serotonin, it's a very different feeling than the, the fast-reacting hit of dopamine. It's not as euphoric. And serotonin, for anybody who doesn't know, is the feel-good hormone that becomes very strong with meditation. Dopamine is a nice, quick release, but not so (laughs) (laughs) long-lived. So say for, for me in smoking, it is important that I replace it with an action that creates serotonin. So for me my yoga practice becomes extraordinarily important just because of the dopamine I'm missing out on and then taking the time to cultivate more levels of serotonin.
2: Mm.
0: So, so, I mean, even if, if, even if you're not into yoga and you're quitting a substance in this new year, uh, dance or, you know, something that's going to, to create serotonin. You're dealing with a biological cell and our habits are wired into our brain chemically so either way I guess go to the gym don't go to the gym be happy I had someone walk into the to the store and they wanted to talk about why some people are assholes but they get everything you know because if the law of karma is everybody's explained it which isn't true if you're a jerk you're not going to have great things happen to you Um, if anybody's lived a life knows a person that's a jerk and seems to be just coasting through just fine it's because they believe Mm -hmm. they're not they're they're just fine you know
1: yeah they're being true to themselves
0: exactly even if you (laughs) yeah exactly they're just happy assholes and in that the law of attraction maintains their happiness like it's so much energetic it's so Mm -hmm. much the projection of the mind you don't have to be this peaceful, loving, perfect person. You just have to be content with who you are.
1: Yeah. And, and going back to setting goals, if, if, if you were happy enough that you didn't need to set any goals and you didn't do, start doing anything different for New Year's, but you were happy, would you be better off than somebody that really went to the gym and crushed it, but wasn't happy?
0: Exactly.
1: Even though you might die sooner, et cetera, because you're just a blob from sitting there.
0: I don't know if that's necessarily true at all either. I don't know. Because I know a lady who hiked and exercised and she just passed away this November of stomach cancer in her mid to late 40s. Mm -hmm. And I know people who have drank every day, up until their 80s and they're still kicking around. So where's there's no sense to be made. There's no promise if you go to the gym you're going to live longer.
1: No, there isn't. But that's what that's one of the things that sells us on that goal.
0: And if you're not really living, I don't know why people want to live longer yeah. anyway. I don't know. I'm all about quanti- quality over quantity. I'll eat the cake. <laughs> But are you happy eating the cake? If you're resistant to eating the cake, the cake's going to have twice the effect on you if you're just there happier than a clam eating a piece of cake. But if you're layering it with thoughts of worry, and I mean, i if we can call this anything, everybody's goal should be to meditate maybe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. New Year's goal. Please meditate.
0: Please. Please, (laughs) so you could be happy eating your cake and you don't have to cry in your car after the gym. I know so many people that hit the gym and then then go eat completely unhealthy and it's this cycle. Like it's they didn't want to go to the gym. They just felt like there was something wrong with themselves. Mm. There's nothing wrong with anyone. Big little I wish we could just get away from this idea of fixing ourselves. Like improving's nice. Like, me putting down my weapons is good for my heart, you know?
1: Or experimenting and going on a journey.
0: That's right. Or trying not to eat meat for a week to see who you are without it. Perhaps a way better way to impose change. Just being curious about yourself. Curious about, you know, how this changes your perspective. I guess you got to give a shit about your perspective to begin with.
1: Well, and I've 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 had really good luck with uh, asking myself questions and getting results. Like,
0: like hearing the answers.
1: No, um, just setting a direction for myself, mm-hmm. such as. Um, well, we talked about that before. How could I make somebody else happy today?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's a question I've asked myself before. You know, which sets the direction. Or I wonder what would happen if I didn't eat any animal products for a week. That's a question, right?
0: Do you think that the the differences is the understanding that these are your choices to make, like that you're, you're inquisitive about yourself, that you, that you're not, a, uh, an idea of yourself that you've created, but something very fluid that you can change. Maybe.
1: I think one one part is at my core, part of me is a real rebel. It doesn't (laughs) like rules. So if somebody says, we're going to, you know, we're going to do this. And that part of me doesn't want to toe that line. But at the same time, if that person says, I wonder what would happen if we did this, that part doesn't even, that part of my mind doesn't come into play. Because that's the part in me that has the weapon, that, that needs to put the weapons down, right? Yeah. So if I ask myself a question, it allows me to go at it from a positive angle.
0: A different angle. But you had to get to know yourself. You had to find your weapons. hmm And I don't know what that is, what journeys a person into understanding themselves. Because I see a lot of people come through the store, or especially the store, looking to find the answers outside of themselves whether it be a reader or a deck of cards, like even, even with pendulums and cards and, you know, everybody wants something external to tell them who they are when all the keys are inside. Get to know yourself. Who are you in relation to this life? And then set goals.
1: Yeah, by all means, if you have a goal set already, continue with it. Just think about your motivations Think about reasons.
0: Yeah, why are you doing it?
1: Is it really something that you decided to do? And if so, what part? What part of you does it serve?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we never even talked about uh, setting goals to help other people, because those would, if those would have reasons and in, in and of themselves. But in general, that's not a New Year's resolution to go help other people. That's usually not not part of the package. Maybe it should be.
0: Um, it depends on the heart, I guess. I've seen some people want to help some other people so much that they negate what's best for them mm-hmm. in their helping, in their service. They're totally dwindling their energy, their prana.
1: Well, I can't think of a of a of an easier. Well, I wouldn't say easy. I can't think mm-hmm. of a better way to make our current world better. Than to have more happy people. That's right. So if people could find out what it is that would uh, that they could do to find happiness, that would help everybody too.
0: It brings you joy. Yeah. Spend a little bit of time doing that. And, and you know, sometimes it's just resting. For some people, it's taking that, you know, 15 minutes on the couch. Mm-hmm. Or painting their nails or...
1: Or swinging a kettlebell.
0: Or swinging a kettlebell.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, let's end there. Okay. Thanks, everybody, for listening.
0: Yes, thank you. And best of luck with it, with whatever you want, whatever you've set out there for yourself. I hope I hope you find it.
1: And we're going to be doing a, a couple special interview episodes shortly.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so stick around for that. All right. Okay. Have a good night. Yeah. Good talking to you.